Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you remap your mind and retrain your brain and be more flexible and fluent in your life. This podcast is about planting new seeds that help you remap your mind so that you can master your inner voice, expand your listening and communication, and produce unimaginable results in your life. I am your host, Dr. Maisha. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our mind remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Hey, 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 good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design, and woo, you all, I have been waiting, waiting for this moment for all of my life. (laughs) Not all of your life. (laughs) I am so excited for this conversation today. So I'm going to do a mini introduction and then I'm going to, I'm going to let this, this queen introduce herself, I see. There we go. Introduce herself, um, Dr. Una, Dr. Una, you know, I have been a fan. I have been a fan of Dr. Una. <sighs> we are having some. Uh, already, already, already. <laughs> okay, we are. So we were having a little difficulty. Okay, okay, okay. I have been a fan of Dr. Una for years and years and years and years and years. And you know, we are we live here in Atlanta together, and you know, we we connected a few times, and I finally, finally had an opportunity to be able to be on the be on the interwebs with her. She is uh, a virtual mentor of mine, but she is also the owner of EntreMD. And she is all about helping physicians build profitable businesses so they can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. She is empowering physicians with the knowledge and skills necessary to thrive, whether they are in private practice or whether they are in a job or wherever they are. And so today we are talking about this and and we're talking about the fact that we need to start with the fact that we are all entrepreneurs. So with that, let me welcome, let me welcome Dr. Una to the show. Hey. Hi, Dr. Claiborne. It is so good to be here. I've been waiting for this for since whenever we scheduled it. So I'm so excited to be here. So excited. So excited and thank you so much for for coming on and and spending your time with me. So I I always like to start with, you know, many of the, I've seen many people who are on the live, they're they're our mutuals, but for the audience who doesn't know, tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about how you came to be where you are. Yeah. So 
so for those of you who don't know me, my name is um, Neka Una Chuku, and people call me Dr. Una for obvious reasons. Even my sister calls me Dr. Una. But um, I'm a pediatrician by training. And, you know, if you want to take this story up kind of in the middle of my journey, um, 2016, I was in this really good place. We have the private practice. Private practice was doing really well. I had a doctor who worked every Friday, so I had a long weekend every weekend, and everything was good. Um, but I just had this knowing that everything was about to change for physicians. And I, I can't explain it, so I guess I'll call it intuition. And I, you know, it's like a time is coming where if all you know how to do is doctoring, like so the technical aspect of what you do, you're going to be out of luck. There's there's a whole paradigm shift here happening. And this was seven years ago. Like now it makes sense, but then it didn't make sense at all. Right. And um, so I remember, you know, thinking, okay, um, you know, and, and to put it in perspective, I was a super shy, uh, you know, socially awkward, introverted, introvert. And I was just good at what I was good at. I yeah. Entrepreneurship was not something I thought of. Speaking was definitely not was so something I thought I would never be on this interview with you. Um, and so, but I had to think, it jolted me so much that I was like, okay, um, I guess I could be a speaker. People make money doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I could be a consultant and show other people how to start private practices mm -hmm. since I've done that really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I, maybe I could be an author. And these are all things that were out of the realm of possibility for me at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm so grateful that I did start exploring that. I didn't even know coaching was a thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. so somebody said, uh, you know, I saw this, um, speakers mastermind. And I was like, Oh, I was thinking of speaker, but I should check that out. Yeah. Um, and so they had an event. I went for the event. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. They had us do these mini talks. It was so nerve wracking, but mm -hmm. I did it. And they said, okay, now the event is over, but you could come work with us in our mastermind. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Maybe I will do that. Yeah. And then they said, and said masterminds for 10 months and it's 43 grand. I'm like, well, hang on. <laughs> 43 what? You know what I mean? Right. And I went to medical school in Nigeria, right? So it didn't cost me 43 grand to go to medical school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Um, but I had to ask myself, I'm like, well, you know, you have to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know that you've been changed in these last three days. So what's the problem? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I talked with my husband, I gulped really, really loud. And then I said, yes. And we still joke about it. That's the best 43 grand we've ever spent because it opened up this whole thing of you're not just a doctor. Mm -hmm. There's so many other things you can do. There's so many other ways you can help people mm -hmm. that you have this opportunity to give yourself full expression. That's and right. so exploring that over the last seven years has led to multiple best-selling books, um, the EntreMD podcast, which is like a top 1% podcast, is led to the EntreMD business school, is led mm -hmm. to being on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, it has led to thousands and thousands of physicians who have now embraced entrepreneurship, who are building really successful businesses, who have reclaimed their autonomy, their freedom, um, and are giving their self themselves full expression, like they're becoming all yeah. of them. Right. Um, yes. And so it's just magical and mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. And by the way, happy fourth birthday to the Entre MD podcast. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I've, been, I've been waiting to say that all day. <laughs> 
Yes, it is. It is magical. And and one of the things I I love love about you is this is very mission focused, right? A lot of times, you know, there's the, there's this focus towards making it, making the money. But but when you focus on the mission that comes through in your in your speaking, it comes through in your being. And I just I just think that is so beautiful. And so, you know, I want to I want to before we jump into it, I want the people who are listening who may not be physicians to really get into this conversation with us because it's all a metaphor for how we do life, how we do our vision, how we do our dreams. We are all entrepreneurs. We Let's all are. start with that. Let's start with that shift. So when you, when, when you know, the, the physicians are considering when they're when they're first in the EntreMD Business School, that's where they start. Yeah, that's tell us a little bit about that mind shift. And I, I think it's, you know, for me and, you know, of course I'm biased, right? But this is for every physician, every, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. I want us to understand that what, what we do, no matter how specialized it is, that is our work as technicians, yes. right? What we do to take care of patients, that is technician work mm -hmm. and technician work does not create freedom. There's a different mindset that creates freedom, that creates autonomy, that gives you choices. And, and, and it's, a, it's a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And that mindset is, I work for a company called mm -hmm. Me Incorporated. It That's doesn't right. matter what you do, right? And so if you're employed, what that means is you have a, comp you have a company, it's called Dr. You Incorporated, you're the CEO, mm -hmm. and you spend eight hours of your time serving that your clients, which is your employer, right. right? And even thinking that way for someone that is employed, it helps you show up differently. It mm -hmm. helps you affect the bottom line differently. It expects, it helps you negotiate better because you understand it like a business person, right? right? You can ne negotiate better and you're in control. So if somebody says, I don't want to be your client anymore, you know, they're a gazillion clients. You know how to Whoa. pitch yourself to those clients. You know how to, I mean, like, you know how to get raises because yeah. you understand the bottom line. I'm going to do this. This is going to affect your bottom line this way. And I want to be paid this. Right. I have a doctor in the Entremedy Business School who is employed. 100% employed, loves her job, never wants to leave. And we're not about doctors leaving. We're about doctors embracing, like stacking on something else, right? Mm -hmm. And she told me at our vision retreat, she said, Dr. Una, I have made the most money I have ever made as an employed physician in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this year, I would have taken a total of 12 weeks off. Wow. Now, if that's not the dream, I don't know what it is. And <laughs> right. that's because she understands that she's an entrepreneur. She understands how to say, I am going to take 12 weeks off. And it's actually better for you that I take 12 weeks off. Mm -hmm. And this is how I'm going to affect the bottom line. And these are my numbers. This, like, it's magical. That's yeah. as an employed person. We're not even talking about someone who owns a brick and mortar, right? Right. So it's a concept of, I work for me. I'm in charge. I'm in control. I understand how to create value. I understand how to create revenue. I understand mm -hmm. how to build a team. This is for everybody, right? Yeah. So if the employed person is an entrepreneur, then you have a private practice. Of course, you're an entrepreneur. And sometimes people will tell me, 
well, I don't want to be a business person. Business mm -hmm. destroyed medicine. And I'm like, no, business did not destroy medicine. Okay. Business done by people who put profits before people destroyed medicine. Thank you. We as physicians, we know how to put people before profits. So imagine, because you have to have the people and the profit, right? Mm -hmm. You can't serve the people if you don't know how to generate a profit. So imagine if we, who understand almost naturally how to be ethical entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. if we embrace entrepreneurship, what is that like, right? Yes. And so this is something for all of us to embrace. Business is not a bad thing. Business is neutral. If bad people do business is bad. If good people do business is good. That's so right. we need to embrace it and just go like, I'm an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter whether you work a job, you're a private practice owner, mm -hmm. you're a coach. It doesn't matter. You're a speaker. If you embrace it, everything becomes better because businesses do what we as physicians want to do. We want to serve people. We want to help right. people. Businesses help people in a profitable way. That's it. I, first of all, I love that you brought the term entrepreneurship up because, you know, people will be in practices building a whole business for someone else and, and say, I'm not an entrepreneur. <laughs> right? It's like, what are you doing? And then the other piece is, I think that you pointed to something businesses are successful when they have profits. And, and I think that there's a context out there that profit is bad. And we need to look at where we've collapsed our belief systems, what we've been conditioned to believe. And, and I think there's some binary thinking in there like, oh, service or altruism is, is good. Profits is bad. Two things can be true. You can be altruistic and serving. You can be serving and still profitable and be doing good. And that's what you alluded to. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, you're 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 bringing out all the things. You're like, where are the sacred cows? Let's bring them all out <laughs> and slaughter them, right? Because, you know, there is this concept. And I, when I've thought about it a lot for physicians. Like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. And this is where I think it came from. As a physician, um, I would, you know, I like, I love my job. You know, I get in my car, I drive down to 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 work, park in the parking garage, stop mm -hmm. at the, the coffee shop, grab some coffee, go to my office, right? And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, Dr. Una, you know, room one is ready for you. I go see room one, then room two, then I get my lunch afterwards, see patients for the afternoon, go home. Then this magical thing happens. Money gets paid into my account. <laughs> So what did I do? I helped people and I magically got money. Right. But if we stop to look at it, that is because they have said, stay in your lane and we'll take care of everything else. Mm -hmm. Because what also happens when I'm being cute and seeing patients is that somebody's building referral sources. Mm -hmm. Somebody put up a billboard for the office. Mm -hmm. Somebody collected co-pays. Mm -hmm. Somebody sent bills to claims to the insurance company. Somebody followed up to collect on what wasn't collected by the insurance company. Mm -hmm. All these things were happening to make sure that there were profits while I was helping people. Right. So it is a disconnect that we can help people and ignore profits because we cannot. That's why yeah. hospitals are shutting down. That's why private practices are shutting down. Post COVID, we see the number of businesses going out of business because mm -hmm. without a profit, you lose the right to help people. That's right. You might say, what of the nonprofit? The nonprofit, they create revenue in a different way. They ask yes. other people for it. Yes. That's how it happens. So there, there is no way to help people, especially at scale, 
without figuring out money. So we have these great dreams of these great transformations we want to bring in our society. We cannot do it till we figure out money. Mm -hmm. So the sooner we do it, the better. Yes. You know, it's interesting because as you, as you talk about this and, and you, and you said a particular thing, you know, we've been told to stay in our lane and that conditioning started very early. That conditioning started way back in medical school. And for some people, it started even earlier than that. For some people, it started in childhood. It started when their parents said stay in their lane. But let's just let's just bring it to the medical industry. Let's just keep it there. From medical school, you know, there's this conditioning around staying in your lane. And there's this conditioning around the altruism and disconnecting this whole profitability from the, the service. And, and I think what happens is that then we, we, oh, and by the way, there's also this sort of poverty condition in medical school because, you know, you have to take out a gazillion million dollars worth of loans and live off those loans. And then you go and you go to residency and you're paid, you know, less than minimum wage to work a thousand hours. And I know I'm, 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 you know, exaggerating a little bit, but it's not, totally an exaggeration. So then we get into this, this sort of scarcity and poverty mindset and, and we're doing service. So then we connect the two. Meanwhile, we did exactly what you just said, disconnect the profits from the service. And then you go into medicine and now you have this mindset like, oh, I can't be profitable because I'm helping people or the profits are bad. And so I just love that you named that because this con- this is the first thing that we have to begin to dismantle. We need to you have to recognize the conditioning before you can dismantle the conditioning. And you have to recognize it that as conditioning. Like it's not we have these thoughts and we think they're true and I literally just had a conversation about this, but we have to we have to question where our beliefs come from and then understand where they come from and then begin to dismantle those so that we can be successful and enter our businesses with power. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is um, it is up to us. And I, and I understand it because, you know, this has gone on for a really long time is very prevalent. And, mm-hmm. and of course, if I, there are certain places as if I show up and I'm like, my business is doing really well. I mean, I'll be dragged. Like, you, you know how this works, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we almost wear it like a badge of honor. You know, I hear people say, I'm just a lowly pediatrician. I was like, mm. you will never hear that come out of my mouth. <laughs> right. Never. <laughs> right. I did right. not go to medical school and do residency and practice for a gazillion years to label myself as a lowly anything. That's right. Not, I wasn't even lowly before I got into med school. That's right. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Okay. So, but we, we really want to, like you said, question everything. Like literally, I started here, hold up a dollar bill. Is it good or bad? Mm. It is. It's not good. It's not bad. Like when you say money is bad, like hold it up. It Mm -hmm. is, it is mercury paper with dead man's faces on it. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So everything we think about it is a story that we either got from ourselves or upbringing with somebody else. It's a story, Right. If you're in a position where, I mean, think about this time of the year, um, you're in a position where you had a million dollars to give away 
I mean, Oprah does this all the time, right? She throws them and people are like, oh, she gave someone a car. She did this. She did. It costs money to do those things. <laughs> and that is not bad. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so when yeah. we say money is bad, what do we mean? It's a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we all have to be clear, like until we figure out the money thing, we don't have freedom to do much else. That's right. There are many jobs that we would accept and there are many ways we'll be treated and we accept them. And the primary reason is because we don't have financial options. Mm-hmm. Freedom starts with financial freedom. That's right. Now is money everything? This, I heard someone say this. I don't know who it is. I'd give them credit. Um, is money everything? No, but it's right there, right up there, right next to oxygen, you know? (laughs) Because think about it. If somebody has, you know, they understand I have the power to create revenue. I have the power to create this stuff. And somebody says, well, you know, we decided to replace you in your position with somebody else. You probably wouldn't even have a fit. You'd probably be like, you know, I always wanted to travel for four months and just go hang out with the kids and stuff. I guess I'll take this opportunity and do that. Why do you say that? Because you have financial freedom. That's right. Why are you completely stressed out? Because you don't have financial freedom. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And business for me, I think is one of the greatest vehicles to create that. And as a physician, you know, when they were like, I don't care about the money. Yes, but let's look at the healthcare space, okay? Will they let you um, take an MCAT for free? No. Will they let you go to med school for free? No. Will they pay you what you deserve to be paid for the work you do as a resident? No. no. Your board exams, will they do that for free? No. No. Are the hospitals paying people for free? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Is Big Pharma giving away medication for free? Uh, no. The hospital administrators, are they working for free? No. Why in the universe is money only bad when I have it? Mm-hmm. Why is it only a problem why, when I earn it? You're fine taking it from me. You're fine right. making it off of me. But mm-hmm. if I want to make some, then it's an issue. Right. So I'm right. not. I'm not part of that. I love that. I love it. Dropping gems, Dr. Una, dropping gems as usual. (laughs) You know, one of the things that um, you talked about this financial freedom, one of the things that came up for me is in order, you know, in order for us to have financial freedom, we have to be freed from the prisons that we've built around ourselves, around money. And so we we can be financially free unless we change our relationship with money in general as a community of physicians. And I think you just pointed to that in everything that you just said. Yeah. And, and you know, some may say, but it's not all about the money. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've talk, you know, I talk about this a lot. And the truth of the matter is you can make it and you can give it away. It's your mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's what gives you options. It's what gives you freedom. Um, if you gave up 10 years of your life and you gave up, um, you know, like $250,000 in school loans, Mm -hmm. the least you can do is get a return on your investment. You know, (laughs) it's the least you can do. And even more importantly, especially if you own like, so for instance, uh, you own a business, you own a private practice, something like that. Your team is depending on you to build your business profitably. That's right. Your community, they kind of need the taxes. They're waiting on you to build profitably, right? Your patients want to be served by somebody just like you. Mm -hmm. But what gives you the freedom to do that is you figured out the money, 
right? Yeah. And so when we win financially, so many other people win. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is money is a resource and see, and, and seeing ourselves as entrepreneurs and really understanding that we is, is really seeing ourselves as creators. We have the power to create businesses that serve and create the money as a resource to then live the kinds of life that we want. You know, I, what sticks out for me is uh, one of your podcast episodes, and you'll know which which number is, I, I bet, um, with Dr. Catherine uh, Tumor Harmon. Yeah. Harmon Tumor, Tumor Harmon. I always get the, the, which goes first mixed up. But Dr. Catherine Tumor, and who, who also happens to be one of my former uh, students of the NLP training. And she talks about how within your program, she's built her business to the point where it operates without her. And it and she's been able to build it so that she can live the lifestyle she wants, spend time with her family, spend time with her sister, her mother, her children, you know? And, and I think that's brilliant. Making the money, she's been able to create the lifestyle that allows her to do the things that are important to her. Yeah. And, and that's what freedom is all about. Yes. Yes. And then she still gets to serve and help the people that need her. So again, it's that whole two things can be true, that dialectical thinking. Yeah. And that's one of the things that in, in the way I think about entrepreneurship, um, I'm really big on us getting to a point where we can build assets. Um, and really mm -hmm. this came about because many years ago, I don't remember, I should probably check how many years ago that was. There was a doctor, a pediatrician. She had been in practice for 20 something odd years and she wanted to sell her practice, mm -hmm. but her practice had been built as a, as her job, right? So mm -hmm. there are no other doctors working there. They're still on paper charts. Um, they didn't, you know, like they, there, there are no systems in place so there was nothing to buy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she had had her job for over 20 years, but it yeah. wasn't an asset. It couldn't run without her. There was no evidence that people will stay without her. And yeah. I, re I remember, you know, her, her broker approaching me. We took a look at it. I was like, this is not there. I, I can't work with this. Because mm -hmm. um, this will be like buying it and then building a practice from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, and she tried to sell it to other, but she tried to sell it for as low as $40,000. Wow. Nobody would buy it. And so eventually she had to shut it down and it's expensive to shut practices down, right? You still have to store the charts and do all this other stuff. Yeah. And after that, I made a mental note, right? I was like, I need to build something that is an asset, meaning that I will leverage systems. Like, mm -hmm. because the, the shift that happens when we start thinking like entrepreneurs is we recognize we are entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. right? And if you think of someone who's an entrepreneur, yes, they have the vision. Yes, they have a team. They get results through. They have mm -hmm. systems in place. They have processes in place. Mm -hmm. And so if they walked away from their business for a month, two months, three months, six months, it could still work without them, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, we are all going to exit our businesses. It's either you die and you exit it, mm -hmm. you hand it off to a family member, or you sell it, mm -hmm. right? Either way, you have to plan for a said exit because it is going to happen. Mm -hmm. right? But the starting point, if, if you think about 
your business as a job, like it's just something I do and it brings in revenue, you will not think of building an asset. You'll be like, oh, I can be just fine without a team. Oh, who needs processes? Like I can do it. Nobody can do it like me. Like we only tolerate all of those when we own a job and it's bringing Mm -hmm. in money. So we're good. Yeah. When you think about building an asset, um, then you're building something that ultimately you have options to walk away from it the way you want to. Mm -hmm. And if you want to sell it and make multiples and do all of that, you can as well. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this, watch this though. You were talking about earlier, whether you're employed or not. So think about it the same way. You're employed, you have a mindset of an entrepreneur, you're building an asset. How do you go about doing that as an employed person? You can still do that. I'd love to hear your perspective. Like as an employed person, you're still thinking like an entrepreneur. You're still building an asset. So then if you decide you want to walk away and take a sabbatical or something of that, we we know we know a physician is doing that right now because she has built assets as an intrapreneur. And she also is happens to be also an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. So talk about that. Cause I think that that right there, we got to get to those people who are like, but but I'm 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 employed. I mean, I get the entrepreneur mindset, but how do I build an asset as an employed person? So the, so the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is you have choices. Mm-hmm. You get to pick what it is that you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's no prescribed way. That's right. However, when we understand, like when I understand as an employed person, I am also an entrepreneur. I've embraced this mindset. It means as the employed person, you can take care of yourself. Like I said earlier, you can negotiate, you can do all of those other things in the context of your job. But then your primary asset, as we look at assets, is your personal brand. Mm-hmm. And we all have personal brands. They're either undeveloped, um, accidental or intentionally built, right? Mm -hmm. Like intentionally built because with your personal brand, you open any door you want. You may decide, I like to speak. I have clients in the EntreMD Business School. They speak and $10,000 is their their floor. Mm -hmm. They're not coming out. They're not getting out of bed and on your stage or anything less than 10 grand, right? Mm -hmm. Now imagine doing 10 of those a year, which is less than one a month. You're already at six figures. Mm Mm-hmm. And you did that from your personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some other people decide, well, I've done this thing for so long. I had a client, um, she worked in the emergency department and she had helped their um, their emergency department get these turnaround times that were like the envy of the company, like, right? Mm-hmm. right like the, and she helped them with facilitating onboarding with their EHR. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, I don't want to do bedside anymore. I'm turning 60 or so. And we said, okay, well, you have this skill. And you can become a consultant. You have this skill. You can get in the C-suite of the EHR company and all of those Mm -hmm. things. And that is exactly what she did. And so when Oracle has conferences, that's where she is now, flying all over the country, speaking on stages, doing all of that because Mm -hmm. she built her personal, like the starting point is that personal brand. Mm -hmm. You can decide you want to be an author. You can decide that you want to start your private practice. And it's funny. We have a lot of people who started as employed physicians Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, I just want to build my brand. I'm like, let's do it. And they're like, I want to start a private practice. I'm like, you've been here a year. You know how it's done. Right. And these are the people. I have one of them. Um, her story is so phenomenal. She started her private practice. She built her, her brand the first year. That's what she was doing. And she used it to, I mean, she used it to 
opened so many doors, speaking opportunities, known as the authority in her community, all of that. And after first year, she was like, you know what? I want to start my practice. In six weeks, she had to hire a nurse practitioner. Wow. In six weeks. And yeah. it's not because of what she did in the six weeks, right? Mm -hmm. It's because she paid attention to her personal brand and she was building a personal brand. Yes. Do, do you see what I'm saying? And yes. so it's, uh, it's that understanding. My brand is an asset. Some people, they want to go on and start podcasts. Mm -hmm. And these are podcasts that are monetized, right? And mm -hmm. really, really monetize. You can really, really monetize a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And that's their thing. And there's so many models, like we can spend a whole podcast episode talking about them, mm -hmm. but the starting point is I build my personal brand, which means yes. I'm going to show up in places. I'm going to network. I'm going to have a social media presence. I could even do podcast interviews. You understand my job is to build a reputation, to be known yeah. for something. I love that. And one of the other things that I love that kind of showed up in what you were saying is you have an expertise. People people don't think that they already, like if you've been working for a physician for, you know, God, how many years or any other profession for that matter, consider that you are an expert in that thing. And so what are you an expert that at and how can you then take that expertise and put it in another context for an exchange? And so that's sort of like one of the things that was sort of the background of what you were talking about. And also in that you're building that personal brand. I love it. But, you know, we could have, I, I don't want to, I don't even want to end this conversation. We could go on for hours and just go down so many different pathways and rabbit holes. <laughs> and we could. And, and we could. And we could. However, you know, we both have big lives to, to lead. And, uh, and so I, I just, I, first of all, first of all, I just want to thank you for the difference that you're making. I want to thank you for who you are, both as a, a, a physician out there who is transforming communities of physicians and also for being a mentor and a friend. You yeah. try to get me to cry on live, <laughs> IG live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That means really, a lot. really. And so, um, and and by the way, you know, I'll be I'll be seeing you soon in the EBS in the entrepreneur business school. I, I'll, I'll save you a spot. It has your name on it. Look, I got the. I've been I've been having the FOMO for a while. <laughs> And by the way, and it's and it, and it this is this is important because I want I really want especially physicians who already may be entrepreneurs already have businesses even successful businesses to get this is what I love about Dr. Una's EntrepreneurMD School is wherever you are in your business there's a community for you to up level and and that's where it's at right there that's where it's at so I I want to give you an opportunity to give our audience all of the ways or the most preferred ways that they can follow, connect all of the things uh, with you. Yeah. So, so this is what I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say a few things. Um, but the, but the first thing is this, um, you know, many years ago, seven years ago, I was in this valley of 
decision. Like this is an mm-hmm. opportunity to make a decision that will mm-hmm. change my life. And with everyone that I've worked with, supported and all of that, what I have noticed is the people who make decisions and act on those decisions get the biggest results. That's right. Period. Period. And so if you're like, I hear this and I'm ready to go all in on my business, whether that's you incorporated, whether that's a private practice, you're a coach or whatever, then I want to give you an opportunity to meet with my team who would work with you and assess your business and show you like, okay, this is your best next step. So if you go to entremd.com forward slash call, then you can meet with them and you can work that out. Okay. So these are for my gong hole. Like I, I I'm ready. Like stop talking. Let's do this. Where do I go? Right. Entremd.com forward slash call. Now, other than that, I just want to throw out the, what we do in EntreMD. So we have three Please. MBAs for physicians, okay? Because I that was my thing. I didn't go to business school. It doesn't matter anymore. EntreMD exists now. It doesn't matter. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so your free MBA would be the EntreMD podcast, all right? So just head over there, EntreMD.com forward slash podcast. We have, I don't know, 380 episodes of pure yumminess. Like this is all, you know, um, all business concepts, like, you know, fixing prices, doing all the, all, all the things, right. Mm -hmm. You know, taking it to seven figures. I share all my stuff, the mistakes I made on my way to seven figures, everything is is just pure gold. So that's your first MBA. Yes. Yes. Let me just, let me just, let me just put a hands up to that one because go listen to the EntreMD podcast. By the way, everything, everything that she mentions today, we're going to have links in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll put it in the description. We're going to have links everywhere. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now the second MBA is the EntreMD method book. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we call that the $16 MBA. Okay. The first one is free. (laughs) The second one is $16. Okay. And that is really where we talk about this concept of making that paradigm shift from physician to physician entrepreneur. We talk about the stages, the doctor, the business, the empire. We talk about building that personal brand. We talk about all those things, right? And so really powerful, really easy read, but very impactful. Okay. 16 bucks. Nowhere else you get an MBA for 16 bucks. Okay. (laughs) And then the third MBA is really the EntreMD Business School, which is our year long program. Um, again, you know, to and and really it has produced results will vary, right? But it has produced people who have had results as crazy as I just mentioned, somebody needs to hire a new nurse practitioner six weeks after starting, or people starting and crossing the seven-figure mark in one year. Like that is nuts. And this person is female, right? Two mm-hmm. percent of females cross the seven-figure mark in their mm-hmm. business, period. Two percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get to have classmates just like them. And it's not one person. They're multiple, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, for that, on trimd.com forward slash call, if you're mm-hmm. like, yep, I want to spend a, a year with Dr. Una and, the, you know, her crazy friends in the Entremd Business School, come join us. We do wild things there and it's so fun. But whatever you do, don't do nothing. I guess that's my point. Don't whatever, mm-hmm. nothing will make sure that everything stays the same, which Correct. means you're getting worse because your you, your colleagues, everybody, they're getting better. Right. So staying the same is getting worse. Like don't not do anything. That's what I'll leave you with. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the EntreMD Business School, it's cheaper than any MBA that you would ever find anyway. And and gives you more practical application. You want to hear something funny? 
I remember going to look up, I think this was Harvard Business School. And please, I hope nobody thinks I'm dissing hard because I would not. Okay. I res- I have nothing but respect for them. But they say, well, on average, the people who attend here, um, they have they end up with salaries at, I don't know, 160,000 and all of that stuff. And 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 this is the MBA world. I'm not picking on Harvard. So the MBA world is promising you a six-figure, maybe multiple six-figure salary. That's what they're what the the outcome is we have mm-hmm. no interest in that you can do that you can do twice that without our help what we help people do is we help them build businesses we help them build businesses that are profitable then we help them build businesses that are assets that they can exit this Correct. is very different from a traditional mba mm-hmm. right and so not only are you getting it for the fraction of the investment for an mba but you get so much more Correct. out of it Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, this has been, you know, such an amazing conversation, such a joy to be able to have this conversation like on the live screen. We've had conversations and it's funny because we were at breakfast a few weeks ago. We're like, this is the whole podcast, you know? And so, and so it's just a pleasure to be able to really have this dialogue with you. And I hope Hope, hope, hope we can do it again. We've got so many things that we could talk about. And of course, I love to amplify you. You know that. And so just thank you so much again. We're going to have all of the links. Go check out the EntreMD podcast. Get the EntreMD method book. Go to EntreMD.com backslash call. Get a call with Dr. Una and her team. Uh, with her team. Because Dr. Una, you know, she be, she be doing other things. <laughs> My team is amazing. I can tell you that. They they, will take great care of you. (laughs) They definitely are. And of course, I I want you all to share this episode because in order to make waves, tidal waves, and make true change, we have to get the word out, right? We have to get the word out. And the only way we do that is to share, 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 and write a review so the people coming behind us know that this is the episode to listen to. So share it with a friend, share it with a colleague, share it with a family member. I don't care. Just share it with someone who's a physician, who has, who knows a physician and who knows the physician needs this work. All right. And, you know, I always like to thank my audience because of course, without the audience, there is no podcast. And y'all already know how to reach me. If you want to know a little bit more about the communication stuff that I do you know how to reach me so with that you all have an amazing rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week and as usual stay empowered hey thanks for listening remember i want you to apply these principles in your life every day but also i want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.